all living in a world gone geek. It's time to geek hard or go home. The podcast is real. Here's your host, Grounded Geek. Hey, everybody. It is another Sunday night, which means it's time for the podcast is real. And we are really live here on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, And tonight, probably tonight only, uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. That's right. We're on all those places. Um, yeah, we're just trying to take over all media. That's kind of, we just want to be uh, geeks of all media. We want every single media platform to be showing uh, this show. Um, <laughs> all it does really is just spread our audience out over a hundred platforms, but uh, yeah, we're just having some fun. So we're testing this out to see what it is. Uh, hopefully if you're out there, you can join the chat and let us know where you're watching us from, whether that's, uh, like I said, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, um, this has got to be unusual for LinkedIn. I don't think anybody's done a pop culture show on LinkedIn before. So we might, it might be a first. I have no idea. Um, tonight we got a great guest. I'm really excited to introduce him and uh, share with you his music. It's amazing. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, but before we get into all of that, let me make sure I bring on my wonderful co hosts, Utah. <laughs> And Aaliyah, <laughs> welcome guys. <laughs> what you reading oh. there, Utah? Hey, greetings, programs. Hi. I am reading a special uh, uh, issue of Peter Park, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider Ham. Oh, I love it. Oh, a, look is at that. A that. Puppet? It's actually it's a it's a Hallmark, Hallmark itty bitty. Oh, they have okay. like these little gotcha. tiny little plushes. I just saw he didn't have le- it looked like he didn't have legs. So I thought he does not have legs, that. but he doesn't. He also doesn't have a space for your hand. So, no, so mm. but that's certainly something that Spider Ham would talk about. Um, sure. So does it come off? Yeah, 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 yeah. It just is that it. You know, the it comes with a little little story. Oh, this is uh, this is in this issue. It's the honey baked heist. Utah needs to have his own segment where he just features the things that he's He's kind of claimed this time for that. Like uh, he didn't even like pitch it. He's just like every time he has something that we ask him about something. There's just I just have piles and piles of stuff hoarded in the Utah. Put it in the attic because there's, he has this week. there's no there's no other place to put it in the house. And he he keeps like doing shameless plugs for all of these oh, things yeah. like yeah. Hallmark and uh, <laughs> what did you have the the watch last week? What was that? Oh, that was from that was a fossil watch. Yeah, the fossil watch. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you I'm need dropping, a dollar sign so that I, way you. I'm I'm, just... I'm dropping these brand names trying to get a sponsorship, man. Mm-hmm. It's all for Eventually. the podcast. <laughs> hey, hey! If it works out, uh, you know you what? what that means. If, if Hallmark comes calling, maybe they'll make a Hallmark movie. Uh, there we go. There yeah. you go. It took me way too long to get to that sound effect, so the joke well, was, it was like, I, it's not funny anymore. By the time I hit that button, so forty-five minutes later, cha-ching! Yeah. What was that? <laughs> yeah, right in the middle of the right in the middle of the interview. Later, I'm gonna hit right. you. You'll what hear it again. For? Oh, remember when we were talking about sponsors uh, like 45 minutes ago? Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah. How you guys? It's just been uh, it's been a week, man. We're getting closer and closer to the 2022 um, oh, and that and the new year. Yeah. Both, so, yeah, we got uh, the holidays uh, coming up. Well, some holidays have already passed. We just uh, passed Hanukkah. 
So happy mm-hmm. Hanukkah right. to all of our happy Hanukkah, Jewish friends yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got uh, several holidays. There's a lot of holidays this month. I think there's like almost 100 holidays in December. <laughs> what? Yeah, except I don't know how, how do many of them that? are like... <laughs> Still uh, well, celebrated today, like by right, people who still correct. Exist in, in uh, Peter timeline. Porker told me that's how I know <laughs> that exists. You said how <laughs> he keeps on coming to the shot. He's such a ham. <laughs> oh my gosh! That was the dad jokes are starting already. Here, here we go. Um, but it, it it's it's in t- so last night. Um, I, my uh, mom was in town, and we went over to. My uh, married daughter and her husband were hosting her at their house. So they went and picked her up in West Virginia. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. And so we all went to visit and we hung out and did some (gasps) some stuff yesterday. Christmas at the Carpenters. That's right. um, (laughs) So one of our traditions, and, you know, everyone obviously has different traditions. One of those is to watch a bunch of different Christmas movies throughout the holidays. Um, And so we watched Elf last night. It's a good one. Um, and it just reminds me like, this is where Favreau started kind of, you know what I mean? Now, not really True. started, but where he really got kind of mainstream, right? Because yes. he does swingers and yeah, did uh, swingers. Was it, what was the other one? Did he do go? No, that was, no, that was uh, Lyman, Josh. That was Lyman. Somebody else. What was the other one? Swingers before elf. Oh, um, right. He, he did, he did another buddy one with, um, with Vince Vaughn. Was with Vince Vaughn. Too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the the second one was when they were both uh, they were both in the mob. Oh shoot, what is the name of it? It was Made Man or something. Made. I think it was Made. Made. That was. I think you're right. Um. Anyway, you know that's M A D E, not M A I D. Yeah, that's obviously (laughs) where he, you know, kind of you know broke in to directing and kind of you know showed his chops that he's good at this. But Elf is kind of really when he went mainstream, right? And it was just so different from the other so, from is. those other movies. Yes. Um, but yeah, we watched Elf last night. I mean, it got me thinking about uh, what you know the the question that every uh, podcast and radio show is asking people this time of year. So we may as well as well. Uh, what is your favorite uh, holiday movie? Like, what is your go? Oh, jeez. Every like every year. Like, there's some that don't make the rotation every year, right? At least for us. But then there are some right. that that are musts. Like these are watched during that season, or Santa doesn't come, right? Well, Santa isn't coming this year, anyways. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Not in my home. <laughs> if you don't watch these, there's not enough Christmas spirit to power mm, the sleigh. That's tough. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Um, what What is it for you? Um, hmm. Let's see. There are a couple. There are, there are a couple Absolutely, of them. Absolutely, Jay. Absolutely. And I'll explain why in a minute, in a minute. For the, I'm glad you brought it up though. That's a good, that's a good movie. Gremlins. Absolutely. It's a Christmas movie. Okay. Um, but uh, uh, that uh, is the, uh, de- uh, you don't need to see that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leah, that might not be up your alley. Um, no, no, no. The, the comment I just brought up was the demo comment. I don't know why. Oh, oh so Gremlins isn't up my alley. He just gave Naturally, me a full well, warning. You know what? Actually, you should. I you think should, she would like Gremlins. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, Gremlins Two might be. Well, no, Gremlins Two is kind of slapsticky. So hilarious! But you got to see. The but the first, movie. you know what? You know what, Leah? Never mind. Yeah, you should definitely see it. Maybe, 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 maybe we'll go back. Maybe we'll go back. Exactly. That uh, maybe it will be in a, in a weird gone back. So I'm I not, feel like that's a perfect. I am perfect not movie for revealing that. anything, but it might be in a future 
uh, December episode of a of a of a certain podcast. Certain podcast that's um, certainly coming out. Yep. Certainly soon. Um, it definitely is. <laughs> certainly. Um, uh, well, so, yeah. so a Christmas story. Um, that's a must. That's a must. Um, and I mean, you'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> I was going to get my dad. Just, now, is just, that because you're? Is that because it's just that? Because it's Northeast Ohio, <laughs> or yeah, or because it's Northeast Ohio? Like it's. it's uh, like, is it the Cleveland connection? I think it's I, I think it's partly the Cleveland connection because having grown up in Cleveland, it's just always been on the TV, yeah. even before cable, right? Even before mm-hmm. TBS yeah. played it for twenty four well, hours. Yeah, but I right? didn't grow up in Cleveland, and it was the same way for me. So oh, see, so that's interesting. So then there, yeah. so yeah, um, every year, but, every year it was on TV, and I watched it. And it's yeah. just uh, there's just something so wholesome about about the comic, the the comedy and the writing in it, and I feel like it's. I feel like as children, every child has had that one gift that they want so badly right. that, you know, and so um, it's, I, I think it's a very relatable a movie. And, you know, it's funny because like, I was a couple of years ago, I introduced it to, to, to my kids. Uh, they actually sat for the first time, sat through the entire thing. And they're like, that was kind of funny in some spots, really? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you don't understand. Uh, Aliyah? Uh, definitely a Christmas story. And. You're going to say Christmas Vacation too, right? Um, that's Have the you lamp- seen Christmas Vacation? That's the Lampoons, <laughs> right? National Lampoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nash- Should, yeah, my dad, yeah, my dad loves those. Um, but definitely a Christmas story. I feel like Grumpy Old Men is going to be playing nonstop this Grumpy year, though. Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> That's, I have never even thought about that being. Christmas. I didn't even Christmas think about that as a Christmas that? movie. Um, I think so. I don't, think so. I don't know. Really? It's, like, it's in the snow. It's not, just, it's not a Christmas movie just because it's in the snow. Frozen. But- <laughs> I'm tired of people calling Frozen a Christmas movie. That's the one it's I'll, not I'll die on that it, hill too. It has nothing to do with Christmas. It's just snowing. In fact, it's snowing when it shouldn't be snowing. So it's definitely not Christmas. Oh, well, that's right? kind of the plot, right? Yeah. The whole plot is it's not supposed to be snowing. He's so, so passionate about this. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's whole, but I, It's a whole episode. We can't. That, well, yeah. We got, and we have a guest. So I don't want to get into too yeah, much. Yeah. We, we don't want to get too much. Um, Elf is definitely one of them. Yeah. Yeah. What was the other one? Definitely one of Elf is definitely one of them in this household. Um, but yeah, I think the two that'll be on is Grumpy Old Men, even if it's not a Christmas movie, just because. <laughs> That's hilarious. It just fits with my parents so much. They literally, it was on like. I the grumpy part They're or really the old good. part or the men part. Yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little bit of everything. Yeah, a little, a little bit, bit of everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've told you told you guys a little bit about my dad. And mm-hmm. even today, you know, going over to visit him, um, he was, I was trying to give him a hug and he was just being a dad, like picking on me, you know? Uh, no, I don't want to hug you. Did you shower today? Like <laughs> just being, being a dad. And uh <laughs> I love it. But That's Grumpy cool. Old Men and definitely A Christmas Story. That man will watch A Christmas Story a, a, 
all day long and well, just on T will accommodate you on Christmas. You're right. Day. They, they, they play at 24 oh, hours. There, there's oh, a no. K, yeah. TNT or TBS plays at 24 them, hours. Yeah, I don't remember. My mom got him the DVD and he was playing it even when it wasn't Christmas. Like, did he grow in up, the summer? Did he grow up in Northeast Ohio? No, he grew up in West Virginia. So okay, interesting. Go. So there you go. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not just the North, because for the longest time, I just thought Northeast Ohioans and Clevelanders, especially, were just. Uh, you know, passionate about it, but um, mm. obviously mm-hmm. not. Well, I mean, there's a whole, there's a, there's a national cable channel that plays it for 24 hours right. straight. So, right. so obviously it must be a big thing for everybody. Right, right, right. So, for, so we always watch at least one of the Home Alone, one or two. Oh yeah. Any of the ones after. Yeah. Although I do have an opinion on the new one that I can share. Home um, sweet home that, alone. I'm going to do that next week though. I have yeah, a whole, so if you, if you okay. haven't seen it yet and you're wondering if you should tune in next week, I'm going to, I got a whole rant. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, uh, it is the 90 second. It's a more than 90 exactly. second. <laughs> Probably. Uh, uh, no, I do have some things to say about it and they're not all bad. So okay. tune in. Right. It's, um, yeah, tune in. You, you're going to want to hear what I have to say. Well, tune um, in anyway. We, yeah, exactly. But we, we definitely want to hear, <laughs> we definitely watch Home Alone. We definitely watch either one or two, depending on, you know, what we watched last year, maybe like it'll determine. Gotcha. And then um, uh, Elf and then usually Christmas vacation is Christmas Eve every year. All the family that come Appropriate. over, we, we uh, the siblings all open their presents to each other. Um, and then uh, we watch Christmas vacation and then we kick them out so we can do the, wrap the rest of the presents. And get them out of the <laughs> right, 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 right. We still do that, even though the, you know. And, anyway. and the Grinch. My mom um, literally called herself the Grinch for like see, an entire the season. The live action Jim Carrey one <laughs> or the, Jim the cartoon? One or the original cartoon. Uh, the live action one, yeah. See, that's, but, I, don't hate, I don't hate it. I liked it, but it's never, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's not, yeah, you know, it, we've never watched it again. The live action version just doesn't resonate as much reason. with me. I don't know why. Both. Like, watch I, both. I, I will certainly watch the, car, the original cartoon version with, um, what's his name? Thurl. Who's the guy with the deep voice that plays the, that does a narrator? I can't remember. Oh, uh, Thurl, uh, something, some, Thurl, something Croft. It's, it's an amazing, uh, it's an incredible uh, voice he had, though. but yeah, it's a classic. It's just, and really, then of course there's this one, um, which is probably the greatest Christmas <laughs> movie of all time. <laughs> and I have got to get one of these tree toppers. I don't that know. That tree topper is fantastic. It is basically. <laughs> so for the podcast listeners, this is Nakatomi Plaza exploding. Right. This uh, is the part where and they're blowing up the off. roof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I got to get this somehow. That's, that is so perfect. Oh, I don't it, it, know if Leanne would let me put it on the tree, but. Well, it would even be more perfect is that if the helicopter like kind of flew around in the yeah, circle. Yeah, it was just like on a little, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, we could totally read right. that with like right, a right, 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 right. set or something. Yeah, 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 they yeah. They still make erector sets. Did I just say a really you, old you, thing? You, you did say a really old thing, okay. but that's okay. I, <laughs> I caught that reference. They still make record sets. No, 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 e- no, no, no. Oh, see, Okay, no. Erector set. Erector set. Ilya's like, that sounds dirty. Yeah, I thought this was a family show. Let's not, let's just leave it at that. I'm sorry, you dug. So, just, as far as I saw it, I saw it in your face, Leah. Yeah, her was face like, was like, what? Uh, okay. So, I will, so uh, my final word. You can Google that too. No, I don't want. This, uh, I don't want to. Yeah, that. Could, who knows what that might. Oh, no, I, I hadn't thought about what. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Make sure you spell it right. Um, yes. The, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, 
but the final word, as far as I'm concerned on Christmas movies is, you know, uh, Jay asked, does Gremlins count as a Christmas movie? You know what? If you watch it at Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. That's the way I believe That's it. Now, the way, way I determine what is a Christmas movie to me, Christmas has to be part central the to the plot, right? Yeah. Like not just part of the plot, central. Like if oh, it's central. If it didn't happen, it, it wouldn't happen if it wasn't at Christmas. Like Christmas oh. is causing it to happen somehow. Like for Home Alone, everybody's gone because it's Christmas. And those guys are on a Christmas in. trip. At Die Hard, Nakatomi Plaza, right? He's the whole there building because is it's empty. a Christmas party. The yeah. police are are uh, not, there's not as many people, you know, ready for something like this because everyone's right. off. Right. The uh, heat, the only reason he's in town is because to, of the Christmas. To foil the plot is Christmas. So there's, you know, it, somehow everything was driven because of Christmas and Gremlins, it was he was a Christmas. He, he was looking for a Christmas a Christmas gift. That's yes. right, and yeah, he yeah, is a yeah. Christmas gift. And so, sure, yeah, that's a Christmas. So, but that's my that's me. I'm not saying that you can't. So, like Gremlins could easily be movie. a birthday movie. Had they changed that in the in the script? Right. I mean, it could have been any reason that he went and picked up that an anniversary movie, movie or uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, isn't so, that like the 60th anniversary? But who am I to tell you that that's not, if that's your holiday movie, then that's your, you know, go for it. Like yeah. that's, totally. That's what we're all about here. World Gun Geek is all totally. about, we're, we're not gatekeepers. On we're not what gatekeeping is, anybody. Is, is the, you know, geek. We're not gatekeepers on how, you know, what you have to do or like to be a Star Wars fan uh, or, or to like a Christmas movie. A star what? I'm just telling you what I, that's <laughs> just what I look for in a Christmas movie <laughs> is that connection, right? Yeah, Star anyway. Wars. That's a Christmas movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let me think. Hold on. There's there's bright light. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Don't they sing carols at some point? No, there's the, right. the, the star in the war on the top of a tree. I think that might be the determining factor. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, we definitely know it's not a moon. It's, uh, what it's are not, you guys talking no about? Did I, I know. Lily lost. <laughs> I tell you what. Let's do this. Um, it, let's talk to our guest. Let's go. Into that. Let's bring our guest on. Because <laughs> that's why we're here, right? Darn um, shooting. So, uh, in order to introduce today's, um, okay. Oh, Jay, 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 Jay sacri- just told us he took the, one for the team. It's safe to search for erector sets, uh, and Amazon has them, so they still exist. It they wasn't, still I'm make too, them. Okay, I'm I bet not too old of a guy. I'm going to say I'm going to have to look that up because I bet you the erector sets, the modern erector sets they sell different. now, totally different than what we had. It has to be because I could have killed someone with the one that I had. They were I like ra- killed them. They were like razor with the case it came in. Right, right. They're like like, razor blades with holes in them. Basically, (laughs) yeah. Oh my god, it's really case was metal. The edges were so sharp. Oh, it was. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) today's guest. uh, Today's guest is a perfect disciplinary. Yeah. Today's what? guest probably has left. He's not even in the green room anymore. He's like, what is going on here? Uh, no, uh, no, he's still there. I looked. Um, <laughs> today's guest is a multidisciplinary rapper. And for, come on, Utah, I'm trying to get this intro. <laughs> today's guest is a multidisciplinary rapper and producer who is tearing up the scene in the world of nerdcore with over 5 million uh, sound views on TikTok and six-figure number of streams on Spotify. He's also a Twitch streamer. Uh, and can be found making the geek convention circuit. That's where I met him uh, here locally at Con and the Cobb. Nice. Shout out to Andy Hop. Um, yeah, yeah, Con and the Cobb. And so met him at this convention. 
looked him up on Spotify because I was like, oh, okay, let me see who this guy is. And I was hooked immediately. Like, it, it, he's amazing. Like, his music is really good. In fact, just to prove it, um, he's uh, just dropped a single on Friday and he's going to let us play it. So I'm going to play that and when, uh, and then eventually I'll bring him on. And we'll look. But this is a new song, uh, 80s Baby. And uh, it's amazing. So take a listen. And stacked in the paper roller and beat opponents till your reign was over. What if I told you that back then the water holes was just fine? That nine steps put America online. If they were on the phone lines, we were outside. Nighttime, TGIF was the prime time. Prime time, prime time. That Deion Sanders, baseball, football, they had no answers. Google Maps with a map quest, all my next with a fact check. Two books were cool in that aspect. What a time to be alive from the roller coaster rise to the swimming pool cannonball vibes. Uh, it was a slash that will never go away from an era that I'm still proud to say that we, we are. are 80s babies, you know, you know. The vibe is crazy, you know, you know. 80s through the days, 90s through the nights. We live in the past, so I'm just fine. We are 80s babies, yeah, you know. Uh. Man, swinging on the swing set, ground is hot lava, jungle gym's a safe bet, pair of great heels with a matching starter jackets while winning a bunch of tickets for major magic, could you imagine? Color inside the lines like a market do, while you smell the smoke ribs from the barbecue, the PSAs that people made inspire you, then take a shot like MJ and follow through, future brighter than light beats, leaks and bounce to the pipe drinks, and discover the zones that we ain't never see, let's take them back to the trapper keepers, the broken speakers, doing the waves and mass crowds straight from the Bleachers, living life to the edge you could truly measure from the paper airplanes to the cootie catches it was a splash that will never go away from an era that i'm still proud to say that we, we are, are babies, babies you know
Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mark Cooper to the show. Thank you for being here, man. Woo! Woo! Mark, that song is amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I mean, I there's references. Did you guys the my favorite? I think my favorite, there's so many good references in there, but oh, the one that really kind of made me, made me laugh was the um my, our Google Maps is MapQuest. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got MapQuest. That's right. That's yeah. so funny. MapQuest printed print them out, out. Printed it out. <laughs> That was too I, I didn't live through that. But when you were talking about Jungle Gyms, I was on the Jungle Gym, the playground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you play Hot Lava, though? Of course. Yeah, okay. I think I Hot Lava, that, that's carried through generations, I feel like. That's, yeah. that's lasted. That's something yeah. that even the younger kids no. I think that's timeless. The floor is lava. You guys watch that game show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm disappointed because that floor wasn't lava. It was water. <laughs> Total, total, I was totally misled. Yes. Yeah. I sent a well, very strongly worded email to that. But my, 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 couple, my couple hundred degrees. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. 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 I had some issues. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Mark, tell us. So, first of all, let me, let me do this. So, many of our audience who know, we don't know where they are in the world of geek. Um, our whole philosophy here is that everyone is a geek about something, um, whether that's, you know, Star Wars or video games or uh, sports, right? We got a sports mm -hmm. geek. So it doesn't matter. Like we, we are a passion. If you're passionate about stuff, you're geeking out over it, then uh, that accounts. Then welcome. Um, so not mm -hmm. everybody who listens to our show might know what nerd core it, uh, means. When I re re referred to you as uh, tearing up that, uh, that scene, can you explain uh, kind of to you, what does Nerdcore mean to you? Sure. Um, best way to explain it, it's just a Nerdcore. It's just a, um, a core genre that really focuses on geek culture and any music aspect that can be anime, video games, science fiction, um, pop culture, um, all of those particular aspects. Saturday morning cartoons, whatever you grew up with. Yeah. Anybody that can okay. resonate with. That's yeah. awesome. And you've got, so, and you're, that's, you're all over that, man. You've got like, uh, I think one of the most listened to songs is the Mortal Kombat High, right? I mean, yeah, like, that's it comes one. up first in the search, I know, and it's got a really high number of listens. Um, and it's awesome too. If you haven't listened to it, you yeah, it's good. Check it out. I like that Mortal one Kombat in the Dragon High. Ball Z one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, yeah. I, I like the He Man, uh, which is fun because I just finished Masters of the Universe, like the new, the new, new one. Series. Yeah. Um. So that was uh, appropriate. Yeah, it was appropriate. Um. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about how you got into music. Like what, what, when did this become a passion for you? Well, I would say um, I started music when I was about maybe 14, 14, 15. My uh, dad got me a keyboard for my birthday. I didn't know what I was going to do with the thing. You know what I mean? I pushed a note or two or any of those aspects for it. They eventually turned into chords and then got into high school. You know, you get emotional in high school and then you want to find ways to express music. So I started rapping about 18 and then um, the rest is history from there. Uh, shout outs to Mike Jack is a person I started off with in high school with doing raps and things like that. And um, really just constantly just kept growing and do what it needed to do. So I got heavy into video games and things like that and used to play semi-pro for, you know, the Halo 2 and 3 era around that 0809 region. Mm -hmm. And um what I was able to do is just figured out, hey, maybe I should combine the music, the things I love to do and go from there. 
but I didn't know that there was an actual community for it existed. This is around the time when YouTube first came up in 2006, and you had to have somebody who was a video editor. If you didn't, you were kind of out of luck when it came to that kind of content. And that was mm-hmm. in the growth of, you know, epic rap battles of history. That's in the same group oh, yeah. JT Machinima. Machinima was big. Red versus Blue was coming big, like things of that nature. So it was just, you know, it was kind of where you get in, where you fit in. But then I found out in 2015, there was something like that. Shout outs to Mega Rand about it, that there is a, you know, is an actual community and lane for that. And then the rest is history from here. Uh, I'm, we're trying to get, I'm going to, I'm working on getting Mega Rand on the show too. We want to, I want to talk to him so bad. Um, <laughs> he's, he's collaborated with uh, some uh, other friends of the show called Free Daps. I don't know if you've heard of those guys. I have. Um, yeah. They were our season finale last year. Mm-hmm. They came on. And, they were great. Uh, and, uh, they were my uh, substitutes. Hilarious. That's right. They were. There. That's right. And uh, um, Hey, we call in the best subs. They, they did a show with, uh, you know, where they, they do it on Twitch and Mega Ran was on there. And that's where I, because I've been following free dabs forever. And then uh, I saw Mega Ran on there and then I started listening to him. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Like, this is like, oh, yeah. so I'm just discovering all these artists, you know, a little bit at a time. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I saw, so I first met you at uh, Con on the Cob here in Cleveland. And I was actually there because a friend of mine, was doing the panel with you and you guys were talking about um, kind of the uh, people of color experience in the world of geek. And it was, uh, it was actually like an excellent like talk. I mean, it was just hearing, you know, you guys' experience and just, you know, I mean, you were on there with a good friend of ours, uh, Chris Gully, and um, he's been on the show before and has talked about what that was like for him uh, that it's, it, and it was a very different experience growing up kind of a nerd in that culture than it was for me growing up where I grew up. Was it similar for you? Cause that's something you can speak to as you, in your childhood. Yeah. Um, I could definitely say what, um, what Chris was uh, speaking about when it came to, you know, when it came to being black and then being a nerd and then there's the, the constant contrast of whether, you know, you kind of, you know, kind of stuck in the middle. Like, do you feel that, you fit in with the geek culture, you feel that you fit in with the black culture mm-hmm. and then they don't really, you know, mix the way mm-hmm. best way possible. So of course there's always some, you know, some culture <laughs> shocks when it came to that kind of thing. Cause I went to a suburban school at that. So they already had some kind of an aesthetic. If you are African-American or you are black, that you are into this kind of thing, you are into this kind of niche. But when you give them right. something different, like, no, I like this, this, and this, they're like, Whoa, I don't know where you throw them off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes it can be kind of hard because you won't necessarily have the full gel of where exactly you belong. So it's one of those things where you have to adapt accordingly the best way you can. And that's the crazy thing about growing up with both of those. But I mean, and it's actually kind of crazy that, you know, this new generation is so, you know, so welcoming of that particular aesthetic that it mm-hmm. almost looked like nothing we went through ever happened. Mm-hmm. Which is which is really interesting in the aspect of how the world is working today. So it's like, it's, you know, yay, it's great for them. But I just want to make sure that other people knew that there were people there that built that pathway for you to have. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting you say that. And I, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, I think I think as as geeks or nerds or whatever you want to, at least for me, um, you know, we. we were never part of the cool crowd, but I feel, I feel like now 
we are right. Like it, now this, it's in cool. This day, that's maybe what you're saying about like, now it's cool to be, you know, for, it doesn't matter, you know, what community or culture that you come from. It's cool to be a, a nerd now. It's cool to be a geek because we're, you know what? We grew up and we took over. <laughs> like we're in charge now. All right. <laughs> the geek shall making, inherit the earth. Exactly. That's our motto. And I mean, I, sometimes I look at uh, these Marvel movies and I'm like, the only reason this is happening now is because we, it, it was, it was from our childhood and people like my age and, and this, our age, you know, whatever. I, I mean, we're older than. Except for Leah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they're the ones making the movies now. And they're like, oh, I, you know, we want to, this is what we want to see. And so they're making that. And so I love that. That's pretty cool. It makes me wonder what, what it's going to look like, you know, 20 years from now, you know, what, what right. is, because my kids pop culture right now is my pop culture from when I was a kid. Like they're watching Marvel movies, they're watching, uh, you know, and and reading comics and stuff. So it's like it's weird. It's like it's like we're a, gonna have a couple generations weird that cycle. actually that actually kind of adopt the same pop culture. It's well, gonna be odd. It's kind no. of like it's kind of like fashion, right? Because you see you see fashion trends. It's true. You feel like I, I I honestly feel like hey wow like that was really cool. I remember. I remember bell bottom jeans and now they're, and they were cool at one point. And then you see some eighties fashion coming back. It's all, it all feels like a cycle. And I think uh, we're at the age where we kind of, because some people only see the beginning of the cycle and they don't see it loop around. But I think where we are, it's kind of cool to see it come back and you're like, Hey, I have some original gel shoes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but Leah, look at it like this. Okay. The Sonic two is both of our generation of them remaking that. So, Look at it from there. That's true. Hmm. Yep. Fair. It's and this time, but this time you get Idris Elba, which is like totally unfair. That's really unfair. (laughs) (laughs) Totally unfair. Honestly, right? I mean, I'll watch anything with Idris Elba. He can read. Yeah, yeah, right. We we talked about this. He he could read the phone book sitting on a on a chair, and I'll watch it. I don't care what it is. I'm watching that. I love. uh, He's yeah. He's my favorite actor right now. Well, I mean, we all know how I feel about Bruce Willis, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) Bruce Willis is is like my favorite actor. But um, Idris has got to be up there. You know, he's you know, he's like right now. Bruce Willis isn't really making movies. I mean, he's making movies, but they're all the direct video now. Hey, hey, hey! You just made some diehard commercials for the batteries. That was awesome. That was amazing. That was definitely um, fire. Uh, so who have been your musical influences o- over the time? Like, uh, who do you think you, you you most kind of like feel like has driven your style and how you uh, produce your music? Man, I don't even know where to begin. The only reason why is because not only I'm a, you know, a rap artist or things like that, I'm a producer as well. And I also score, like when I score films and things like that. So there's many different realms of things that can happen with me personally but i would say rap of course it'd be i'm very biased i am a detroit native so of course it'd be royce and m and of course i like jay you know jay-z and Mm -hmm. childish gambino and those individuals like in the nerdcore realm of it so of course that'd be ran large for a lot schaefer um like 
all of those individuals, you know, I look up to when it comes to the nerd scene and all those. But there's also people that are even before that, like from Delta Funky Homo Sapien. He was the rapper from the Gorillas on the Clint Eastwood song. He's inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely a huge 80s fan. So Phil Collins, Genesis, mm. uh, Daft Punk. Um, and I've also had my punk rock days. Would that be your Papa Roaches, your Lincoln Parks, your your Green Days, your um, PODs, your, you know what I mean, your staying. So I've been all over the place where it comes to different inspiration and music. So, yeah. Yeah, that's an eclectic. I like, I mean, you just named about uh, about 11 different artists across those generations or those genres and generations that I listen to too. Yeah, and generations. That's true. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Go ahead, Aliyah. You look like you're getting ready to ask a question. Oh no, I don't have a question. I was just oh. like, this is not, <laughs> it's like a completely, I mean, obviously I know like Green Day and Lincoln Park and stuff, but there's, um, there's some, it is interesting how, how music, uh, and just different things like you guys are saying cycle back around because, um, I feel like if it didn't, then we might, we might miss out on a lot, right? Like there was a lot of iconic, uh, rappers, artists, uh, movie show, movies, TV shows, just things in general that were very iconic in, in the eighties and nineties. Um, and if it didn't come back around, um, would we, we would just miss it. We lose them. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like if your, your family knows a, a, another language and they don't teach it to you, it's like, you don't, all of that just, it goes away, you know, all yeah, that history. Well, I- it does make you think like, will there be a generation that um, completely doesn't even think of or know about the Beatles? Just as, as an example. The who? You know what I mean? <laughs> Stop. That or was, the who. That was right. clever. Or the who. That was clever. Yeah. That was clever. <laughs> the, the who, the who as well. They may not know who that is either. So yeah. you're right. Good point. <laughs> um, no, I just, it is kind of interesting. Cause you know, like if my, if I didn't kind of, I, I want to say make my kids listen to, to Beatles <laughs> or hear, hear them at some point in their life or, or, or really kind of like force them to watch star Wars or put it on and, and let them, you know, fall in love with it on their own. Um, would, would, would people have forgotten about it? Right. Right. Um, but, it, but then it goes back to what I just said earlier. Um, you know, I think about my kids 20 years from now, they're going to look back on their childhood and they're going to remember Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. They're going to remember star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they might even remember transformers, um, oh. you know, but it's all these like newer versions of them, but it's, it's interesting. Like those are, you know, and, and then they'll be in charge and are they going to make movies right. that are this, like, are, is, have we reached the peak of pop culture and we're just going to keep repeating what's happening right now forever like will we never make something new that's the question what do you guys think that is interesting <laughs> i mean well there's there's always been complaints about hollywood not having any new ideas right that that kind of predates any sort of nostalgia cycle of pop culture that we're talking about um but that's interesting yeah because i mean like i remember reading the Marvel comic books and thinking to myself, Oh, this would be an awesome movie. But of course that would never happen because comic books were such a, a, a small, narrow market 
the main, it wasn't mainstream yet. Right. But then to be an adult and to actually see these characters I imagined uh, on screen and live action and to see it done so well is kind of crazy. I feel like that's a good bookend to, to my kind of geek experience of, of these characters, but where does it go from here? Right. Well, I, am I going to be alive if this comes back around? Will it come back around? Will we move on to something else? Right. It's, I don't know. It's, um, I'd like to think that Hollywood will come up with more stuff and maybe they'll just pick different source material, but who knows? It's all about nostalgia though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it'll be a cycle. It'll just be, it'll be a cycle because, um, is it this cycle? Like have we, have we peaked? Right. Are because we, you know, are we at the end of this cycle and now a new one will begin with some, you know, and we'll see, do you think we'll see a decline in, in the popularity of like, say the Marvel movies and then 20 years from now? Well, I, well then I where would they get their content from? Are they just going to have to like create new, new where, comic books? New, where did they get their content mangas, before? New, yeah. Well, yeah. Gonna, I mean, that's what they're, they're going to do. They're going to create what they loved when they were kids right. and it's going to be this again. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So my, my parents, my, you know, watch leave it to beaver and, uh, you know, Andy Griffith and, mm-hmm. you know, the honeymooners and Same. whatever. And I, and, and I watched, I mean, I still love Andy Griffith. If it's on, I'll watch mm-hmm. it. I mean, I love that show. Um, and then, uh, um, you know, I, I watched leave it to beaver. I watched you know Gilligan's Island and those shows, those were like more seventies, but, um, those aren't being, those aren't being made. Those are being, like, they're not part of the cycle. Are, no. So how are, those are eventually going to be forgotten. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it feels like, yeah, you're but right. these things are currently the kids are all about now, Mark went. So it's, it's kind of like with music, right? People, uh, I'll ask you from a perspective of music. Um, oh, we got a question. A lot of people. Oh yeah. A lot of people say, um, that, you know, we've, we've made all the music that's going to be made. Right. And now it's just a matter of mixing it in different, different ways to make different music and things like that. Um, what's your perspective on like the the future of music, I guess, like, as far as like what will be nostalgic in the future? Well, just to be honest, the majority of music is already kind of has its particular trend to cycle anyway. Um, they say the rule of thumb is 30 years ah. that you see things changing. Mm-hmm. So like it used to be the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. So like when you're seeing things in the 2000s, kind of got 70s disco vibe type of beats. Uh, the yeah. 2010 had the 80s type of style. That's the Kanye West, um, okay. 808s and Heartbreaks, like okay. heavy synth, heavy everything. And now 2020 yeah. is all like 90s flips 90s everything so not only that pop culture tends to follow that 30-year cycle for what i'm understanding the time capsule so mm-hmm. that's just some things that you want to think about when it comes to nostalgia it's it never goes away because somebody grew up with something that they know about that right and There's i know that because a, right right because the thing is that's the type of nerd i do is nostalgia i want to make it a situation where i know my dad will know what i'm talking about as the same as my six-year-old little brother would know Hmm. Yeah, and being yeah, able to bring awesome. both of those together is something everybody remembers. Nostalgia is a memory-based thing. It's yep. a place where you feel happy about it. You don't hear about yeah. bad nostalgia ever. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. 
Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's just a bad memory. Remember the bad, bad old days? Remember the bad old days when we had to use a payphone in order to call somebody <laughs> when we were at the library? Right. Yeah, that would not stand in COVID. <laughs> remember remember when I really, really wanted to know about volcanoes and I had to go to had the to go, catalog? I had to go to the library. Figure out the Dewey Decimal System right. and uh, <laughs> figure out which number was what and then walk through stacks and stacks of... <laughs> Yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh. grew up in a library. My mom was a librarian. Oh, so. yeah. Well, well I, I was lucky and got the Britannica Encyclopedia CD. Britannica. <laughs> oh, on CD. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, we got the World Book when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, the but, World, uh, yeah. World book. We got the, we had the whole set though. Like from literally from a door to door salesman, like came by oh, yeah, and no. my parents bought the world book encyclopedia from this guy and, and they gave it, that was a gift one year. Yeah. And well, what, what like, a great gift that was a gift of knowledge. Thank you yeah, so yeah. much. It's and, like but exactly, all it was, exactly from that movie, eight bit, whatever. Yeah. Eight oh, bit yeah that's right. They do talk about that. Yeah, in yeah, there. Perf- that was, that's hilarious. Perfect. That was perfectly the, done. The, the thing is, the problem with that is it's the, the, that world book became what Google is for me now, a way to get my kids to stop asking me questions. So Just they would, I would be like, dad, why does dad, why does, you know, right, or right. mom or stepmom why is the or sky whatever. Blue? That was. Google. And they'll be like, look it up in the world book. That was, no, that was an actual, look it up in the world book. That's like the actual phrase. <laughs> look it up Like in that the you world. could just push a button and that would come out if I asked the question. That's funny. Now, we, now we're like, oh, I don't know, Google, just Google it. it. I mean, just Google. Um, that was my mom's thing. Look it up. Look it up. Yeah. Look, look it up. It up. Yeah. Look it up in the world book. Yeah. So we have a question from the audience. Let's take a look here. Mark. Is there any, uh, say, I got to put my glasses on or somebody else read that. Is there a hip hop cycle, <laughs> trend, fad, or sense of nostalgia you'd like to see? Well, I do like, um, I do like lyricism. I like to see a little bit more of that aspect and, you know, in rap and things like that. I'm great with melodicness. I'm fine with, you know, catchy hooks and things like that. But, you know, it's, it's the thing is about the internet. I would like to see some more mainstream stuff that, you know, means something. Most of the time, not just the same five or six of, you know, senses, even though nobody wants to be in a club and have being deep thought. You know, I mean, I understand the main (laughs) I understand the main differences between the two, but it's something that I want to make sure that, you know, we see where it comes to that. But I know the trend. I like to hear more, you know, more elaborate beats. I like Mm -hmm. to, you know, hear different types of change ups and things like that. Yeah. Like. You know, music is, you know, probably it's been done over a hundred million times. So the combinations of you coming up with something completely new could be slim to none with that. But the whole concept is to figure out how to make it like I know it's you. And that's Mm -hmm. what it is. It's just trying to make a particular instrumental or track and make that your identity. Like what what is this kind of sound like? Okay, that's like a Michael Jackson sound. Okay, that's like a Marvin Gaye song. That's like an Eminem sound like Mm -hmm. Even though they're using same notes or similar to a lot of other people with different songs, what makes yours dignified that is your sound? And that's the thing. You want to make sure that your identity is recognized among whatever masses of people as you can for that sound. Hmm. Good answer. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. And you are uh, not just making your own music. You're producing uh, some artists as well, right? Yeah. So how, how did that come about? Like, when did that, when was that, has that always been 
something you'd wanted to do or how, how did that start for you? Well, when it comes to production, I've always, you know, made the beats and things like that. And I used it for, you know, for outlets of stress and things of that nature. So when I got a chance to, you know, make a beat and somebody rapped over and they were like, hey, you should do this more often. I'm like, OK, well, great. So I started making beat tapes and things I love to do. So I used the nostalgia I like and made a beat series called, you know, Saturday Morning Cartoons, where I took all the Saturday morning cartoons I used to like and made tracks out of them, you know, I made actual instrumentals and uh, go on from there. Hmm. That's awesome. Uh, I love that. You've also collaborated with some some big names in nerdcore. Um, tell, uh, tell us what some of those experiences have been like and how, how do they come about? Well, like, I've, I've always wondered like how a collab like that happens. Like, do they, you contact them, they contact you like, or you, you meet at a convention and we're like, we should do a song together. I, you know what I mean? Like, how does that yeah, happen? Like you and crazy eight still waiting on that. <laughs> wait. uh. well, well, what's funny is uh, it's really just, you know, networking, actually talking to individuals, you know, nerds or nerds alike. So it's really just about, about asking. Normally, if it's the cool kids, it'd be like, oh, they're not going to listen to this message or we're not going to send it to them anyway. So asking for collaboration is actually a lot easier because we're nerds, you know. Mm-hmm. So I meet some at comic conventions. Some of them I just email online. Uh, some are we're already in songs together without even knowing until a big posse cut or a cypher comes out. And it just, you know, it just blossoms from there. That's cool. And how does it so and how does it work? Like, does it is it like like you said, let's say you met somebody at a, a convention. And you're like, we should work together. Uh, um, do you sit down? Do you both like, like does one of you come up with the music or you both come up with some uh, some rhymes? Do you pick a topic like how, do, you know, how does the, the creative process when it's a collaboration happen? Well, it's a, it's different ropes of how you can do that. Um, one thing that, that can work is that, you know, you could probably sit there and be in a booth or, you know, at a studio or at a convention where you could be able to record. But a lot of us live in other states, especially if we're going to comic conventions and things of that nature. So what we'll do is just simple. It'd be like, he, you know, we'll come up with a concept. They write their own things, record their verses, send it to each other. And then you just get it mixed together and then release the song. Sometimes they make an AMV video or they make a a lyric video or even, you know, even get together and make a real music video. It's just a matter of how deep the uh, collaboration goes from there. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely. Yeah, but- oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say just when you were commenting earlier about uh, lyricism, that is um, the first. So when I listen to a new song, the first thing that I listen to is the beat. The second mm-hmm. thing I listen to is the lyrics because I'm very big in poetry and uh, with today's rap, rap culture, you know, there's not that the the lyrics sometimes are hit or miss. And I don't want to say, you know, like you said, you don't yeah. want to be in the club boohooing, but um, I definitely. <laughs> like, hmm, what is this about? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, I definitely, I definitely I liked your music because of the lyrics and because of the beat. Like I said, that's the first thing that I listen to. It has to be something catchy. Oh, agreed. Um, like, can I, can I, uh, dance or shimmy or whatever? Can I, can I right. groove, get my groove onto this? But then can I actually like sit and listen to this, this music or is it just a dance song? You know what I mean? Right. Um, I don't know why I felt like 
sharing that, but yeah. No, 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 no. That, no, that's absolutely correct because when it comes to hip hop and things like that, normally when it started, it was just the, it was the words first, and then it was the beat. Actually, it was the DJ, then the words, then the beat. Mm-hmm. Because the DJ was the person who was scratching the records to make the break bit beat. Right. You know what I'm saying? So with it now, because back back then in 80s and 90s, it was the DJ that would break the artist. Yeah. Now it's got to the point where it'll be like, okay, then it was the producer that would break the artist. Like your mm-hmm. Timberlands, your Dre's, your Jermaine right. Dupree's, your Cream, all that stuff. And then now it's like artists have gotten to the point where in this area that we can record at home at this point. So right. now they're yeah. breaking themselves. Yeah. And then that's where that, you know, that's where those disconnects come in. So it gets to the point, it's like, you know, is the words really that important or really is it just the beat? And we're back at the era where it's the beat that really drives the particular sales of it because the DJ is just a person who just plays it. So it's like they get completely exit out of it. So it's like the producer makes the rapper in a sense. And that's mm. the reason why we look at it in that aspect, which is not a problem at all, because it shows the marketability that you drew with the actual, you know, the melody of the melodics of the music. That's the most important part of it mm-hmm. on that. If that wasn't the case, they could listen to an acapella and then there's a spoken word section for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they gotcha. already they already carp, uh, compartmentalized what you're looking for in your listening based on what you want to hear that day. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think of it that way. Uh, Got a little shout out from our friends over at Blurred's Eye View. Yay! Hey, What's up, Chris, how you doing, man? <laughs> Thanks for watching. Yeah. Uh, you getting ready to ask a question, Aaliyah? Sorry, I jumped in there and interrupted you with Chris. No, no, I was not. But okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so. Going back to the collaboration a little bit, is there a dream collab that you would like to do in the future? Like, is there somebody you haven't worked with yet that's like, oh yeah, and maybe they're not even necessarily nerdcore. You just like to just be like, oh, uh, are you are you talking track. shot in the dark or like a possibility that could happen? Both. Well, let's do both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah both. let's do both. Absolutely both. Okay, so if it's shot in the dark, I mean, of course, it, of course, it'd be the the M and M's and all that stuff. But I mean, I got like a really weird like kind of people I would want to collab with. I would love to collab with Phil Collins, even at this age. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, Phil Collins. <laughs> like <laughs> Phil Collins or Dad Punk or Oh, Dad Punk uh, would be fun. Mitch Murder, um the Gorillas. Mm. The gorillas, yeah. Um, gorillas. Miyamoto from Nintendo. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, actually I, um even Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park. Like yeah. that would be like that would be really cool, you know? You imagine if you had like uh, a really, a really, really dope uh, like rap set over his his hardcore beat or something. That would be really. Oh, sweet. that that would be that would be awesome. That'd be fun. Yeah. Be cool. um, I don't know if you're hip to J Electronica, but I think exhibit okay, A yeah. through C, of course. Yeah, literally. <laughs> he releases one project and then disappears. And I yeah. know, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he just teases us. That's it. But he just releases when he when he's ready. Mm-hmm. Well, he did release a project, but Jay Z was on ninety percent of the whole project. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, I, I don't have a comment for that. You have no comment. <laughs> no comment for that because of the fact that like. 
We have no comment at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, J- yes, Jay is iconic, but sometimes we just want to hear a little something, and it's not all about you. That's how I feel. It's That's fair. Exactly. That's very fair. Uh, so, uh, so this morning I caught you uh, streaming. So you're a game streamer as well. So you're in uh, into video games. You were playing a little Halo Infinite, I think. Right? Ooh, yeah, I want to play that so yeah. badly. Yeah, I have not. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I already made my. I'm one of I'm one of the people who didn't think. Uh, I'm like I don't think we ever need another Halo. Like I'm like. Ooh, but I this is Halo open world. Peaked, like, I know. Oh well, see now that you know the campaign, it's Halo in I'm an open world. In. From a multiplayer perspective, no, I just don't. I don't do it. Oh, anymore. it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, it's not open thought, world. No. Oh, oh man. Okay. So it's still linear, I'm, man. I'm just glad the covenant are back though, because that when that deviated in four uh, to whatever that, those other aliens were, I was so lost and just bored, totally bored. And it had the worst ending of any video game I've ever played, Halo Four. <laughs> and I think that may be why I was just poisoned on Halo. I was just like, you know. I know it's an unpopular opinion. I have those sometimes. And um, sometimes I, I'm just I was, I was, I'm like, I don't need more Halo games. I just, you know, when Bungie gave up, I was like, Hey, I'm with you guys. You did. You had a great run. It was awesome. Everything was great. You should quit while you're ahead. <laughs> uh, and Halo four, I think is a perfect reason why, but this does look interesting, but you know, that kind of multiplayer I've gotten too old. I think it's, I think I'm just old and, and grumpy about it. You're now. just well. You're a grumpy old and a man. Well, you know, I don't have the Sounds reflexes. Like Christmas. I, you know, but I'll do co-op. You know what I mean? But th- they're not releasing co-op until the summer. That's right. 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 I heard That's, that. That seems yeah. a little odd to me. Well, co-op it, it, doesn't it sell. Is, but it's not. It is, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, I'm just. <laughs> if I finally do the campaign here myself, am I gonna want to do it again with you, Utah? And probably not yeah or are you you know because you'll be done with it too i we'll have moved on to other games but uh, unless, like, be well here's the thing here's the thing about the aspect of how they're looking at in this game now and mm-hmm. in, in terms of Fortnite, call of duty and things like that they have they have made apex they have now made a situation where they can have you play the game for free to bring you in so mm-hmm. they could be able to have different attachments codes, traffic, things like that. They basically found some kind of streaming algorithm where they can get paid for the amount of people who play at a certain time with the different things like that. Nine times out of 10, what they're going to do is they're probably going to release another campaign segment that's a side mission that comes with that in the summer that comes together with that. It's probably what's going to happen. Then you're going to want to do it because it's new. Because it's different. I mean, I would do that. Yeah. They did that with Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, they did. You're right. Uh, that and we played. We need to finish that. <laughs> I, I think the last time we played it was Extra Life last year. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, we did yeah, a little bit of Legends. Yeah. Okay. So what's? Yeah, go ahead, Leah. I do have a question. It's not about gaming. I'm not. I'm. Oh well, then never. Mind. Mind. No worries. Um, <laughs> we've we've moved on to ga- gaming. Is the topic? <laughs> no comment. No comment. We, we're not, we have we're no not comment at this time. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So I know that you're into anime. So that's my that's my thing. Um, All right. What is your favorite anime outside of DBZ? Because that's a very common 
Little too complicated. Sounds expensive. DBZ too easy. Is that like yeah, too easy? Yeah, it is too like easy. Like, oh, it's like okay, if everybody likes DBZ. Have you, you listened to his yeah. Dragon Ball Z song? It's amazing. Right. Yes. Well, obviously, he likes. Uh, that's it. why I said that. Outside of DBZ, I got I got gotta okay. know. I got a lot of favorites. I mean, that can go from Naruto to My Hero to Kenichi, the History's Mightiest Disciple, from to Bleach to Yu Gi Oh to Pokemon. I mean, I like a lot of those those um, aspects from it. Oh, you've got a My Hero song, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a so good that's why I say I usually rap about the things I love. Like, I got a Naruto song called Tuning Exams and Cobra Kai song. And I know it's not anime, but that works. Oh, but that's, that's part of the nostalgia. I, I, yeah. And that's coming back here. I mean, so I was I listening wait. to that just today, actually. <laughs> I was like playing that in the car on the way to church. No, I'm not even kidding. You know, I was on the way with my daughter. Need, and I was listening to that. That needs to be a testimonial on your website, Mark. <laughs> right. <laughs> I listen to this on the way to church. That's right. Yeah, songs yeah, songs I, to I, listen I mean, to I, on the way to I church. That's, that's a tagline. Mark Cooper. That's, that's the title of your next album. So, on the way to, to church. Listen to on the way to, on the way to yeah. church. Yes. There you go. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, when I, and just bringing that up, that song, as I was listening to it this morning, I just thought like, has William Zabka like heard that? I don't know. Because he like, it's so perfect. Like it could have been, it should have been at, in the at show. least in the first, at least in the first season, yeah. right. Or the second season, maybe not so much now, but it's, it's so the vibe of those first two seasons. Like it is, it is perfect. And I just feel like, I know Johnny's all into heavy metal and all that kind of stuff, but I feel like those, those kids would be like, you know what I mean? Like, like that song could you know, be, could be playing could in the background it. somewhere. Yeah. They could introduce it as like, you know, some sort of uh, uh thing that you have, uh, you know, or that they're listening to. And it's like, Hey, listen to this Cobra guy. I don't know. I don't know. You know, or at least over the end credits, you know, right. it's something it was, it's amazing. You know, what's crazy is that, um, you know, I was bored one day and I just went to TikTok and it was like, yeah, you know, you can check out your music and see if there's sounds and things like that. Oh, I'm like, all right. So I clicked. And I see like 300 videos were using the Cobra Kai song. Wow. And, it, and, and it was, wow. and it scaled through all different types of kids and, you know, kids doing the little punch thing, some singing the song, others mm -hmm. putting in their little compilations. It's crazy. So to be honest with you, I really don't know if those individuals have heard it. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. To have that kind of reach and not know. Well, tell me how that feels. Like what, what did, when the first time you realized something like that went viral, like what, how does that feel? Like you're like, oh my gosh, like all these random people are just like. I didn't, I didn't know what to feel, but I, what I will <laughs> tell you is um, it wasn't just that. It was like my Power Ranger songs and all that stuff as mm -hmm. well. Oh, that's a good one. Resonating. Yeah. And then what I had to understand is I believe it was the biggest wake up call ever. It's keep making the music that you want to make. Because once you get to that point, you see something viral, then you try to make something that's in that lane. It never works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you can't you can't have that intent in mind that it's if it's not organic, then it's not going to it's not going to happen. Exactly. Isn't, that what, isn't that what Black said in the beginning yeah. of his song? Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm hmm. Sorry. I am. I am a big uh, hip hop. Uh, rap nerd, I guess, but well, that's great. 
Yeah. Everybody's a geek about something. That's, that's, I, I do. I, and most people are geeks about several things. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But I am curious, yeah. you know, like when you first started out, because like with with free dabs, we were asking them, how do they how do they rap? You know, because that's it's. Mm-hmm. Not it's 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 a talent, right? It's a skill, something that you have to learn, a muscle that you have to continuously work on. Um, oh, yeah. But what was that learning process? What was that like for you? Was it easy? Did you have to like you know, like when you're working out, you have to continuously work work that muscle? You know, did you? Uh, how did you start writing music? Was it just through poetry? Was it you know? Some people I know they wanted to do they wanted to be like a writer, and they just happen to hone a different craft. Well, well, for me, I want it as, like I said, if we go back to what me and Chris were talking about, at uh, kind of the cob about being black and being a nerd. Um, there's a lot of, you know, as much as it sounds crazy, there is a lot of stresses that come with that. Um, there is a lot of different, like, you know, you just kind of at home and, you know, you're not really with the cool kids. So you're not at their parties. You're not invited mm-hmm. to those places. You can't ask that girl out that you wanted to ask out because you're not in the same categories with them. You get depicted on, you get bullied, you get everything. You get the the complex of, yo, you're not, um, you're black, but you're not black enough for us. So we don't mess with you like that. Like it's all of those aspects that you got to think about. So one of my highest moments is being away from it as in running off the bus to catch tsunami. Mm. And that's one of those things that, you know, a lot of us, you know, 90s kids remember, especially the nerds aspect. Right. Like, I mean, at, there was a point in time where you could not say your favorite anime was Dragon Ball Z. You couldn't say you liked anime at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your favorite show was either Family Matters, yeah. Friends or like or any of those particular shows. You couldn't say, you know, what I mean, like mm-hmm. almost at a Bernie point. Mac they Right. Exactly. They, you couldn't even say that you liked Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon or anything like that, because there was a different elements would be like, oh, that's not cool. You should be watching like, you know, BET Uncut or MTV, the mad, you know, the real world or any yeah. of those aspects. So, you know, you get the people who say like, oh, you're childish because you watch this, this, this and this. And you got to look at it from both aspects of it. So when it came to rap, just to get back to your question. When it came to rap, it was a way of expressing what it was. And around that time, like when I was 2004, 2005, the biggest artists, everybody rapped like. Like they wanted to rap like 50 Cent or Eminem or G-Unit, just all thug stuff saying, I'll do this and do that, even though we don't do it at all. But it was the it was the formula of rap. But then I woke up one day, I said, you know, I don't want to sound like this anymore. So I started rapping about different things. And, you know, the first person that ever, funny story, the first person to ever tell me I was whack was my mom. Oh. And, and, and the funny thing is I let her hear something. And she said, you know what, son, this is whack. So really? Oh, man, mom called it whack. However, you're still doing this rap thing. I'll tell you what. If you can make a whole project while only swearing three times, I'll still allow you to do it. Okay. And the rest is history. Wow. I barely have any swear words in any of the words at all. And it's just studying and learning new words. It was a way mm-hmm. to branch out and think and be able to stimulate where it came to. And then being a nerd 
You want to be technical. You want to make sure things land the way they need to. And then that's yeah. where the muscle comes in. Then it's like, okay, I have no idea to figure out how to buy beats and I don't have any money for that kind of thing. So what did I do? I decided to try to make my own. And then that's where I built that muscle, you know, for 17 years now. So that's amazing. Very yeah. cool. So do you, do you remember what the very first nerd related song you wrote was? Yeah. So is it on, is it on Spotify? No, but, <laughs> but is but, that the one she said it, was whack? No, no, it wasn't that one. That, that's, one that's like one after. Yeah, it was right after. <laughs> no, um, it was ironic. It was a song I made. It was called I BR for My City back when Kanye and uh and uh, Jeezy came up with the song I put on for my city. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I was in that semi-pro phase. And then a friend of mine woke me up. He's like, Mark, 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 Mark. Wait, your song is on the front page of Bungie.net. And I'm like, what? Man, man, get out of here. You know what I mean? Went on there and they said, Yeah, I'll be out from my city, clear as day, right on the front of Bungie.net's front page. Amazing. Wow. wow. That's incredible. Wow. So that was the and that was the first one. So uh the reason I asked that is having been doing this for a, such a long time, 17 years, how would you how would you say your style or music you know, has changed? You know what? You know what's that? funny? I'm not trying to be funny. David Cox is the guy who made the video for IBR for my city. So he was the individual <laughs> who came up. No, he was the individual who called me and said, Mark, you need to check this out. This is not funny. Oh. Like, Are incredible. you joking with me? You know what I <laughs> mean? <laughs> I'm glad he's watching. So yes. I had to stop you. I really apologize. But man. No, oh, not no, at all. Okay. That's awesome. Had a- but yeah, do do you feel like your your style uh, has changed since then? What uh, do you feel like? What do you feel like you've improved upon that you you know or or or, or would have would have done differently back then? Well, to be honest, I wish I could have kept going. Um, I got discouraged when I made a uh, Guitar Hero rap song, and then found out that uh, Mims came out with a song called Rockstar, and it took from the lyrics I had. Oh, what? Yeah, like literally, he literally plagiarized and took the lyrics and put in his own song. And I didn't know anything about copyrights or anything back then. And I knew it because the actual web page, This Is 50, subscribed to me. Mm. Mm. And then the next day they said, thanks for, you know, you know, appreciate you subscribing or whatever. And then stopped following me. Wow. And then a week later, he released Rockstar, which is like all the lines I was saying, but they changed a little bit of the stuff, but it really was like everything I had. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this kind of thing anymore. Got upset and I just started, you know, writing regular rap stuff like normal. But so do you freestyle? Yes, I do. You gonna freestyle? <laughs> Sorry, I had to ask. I had to ask. I had to ask. Well, why do you want me to freestyle out here? What are you guys trying to do? <laughs> there you go, Nothing. Leo. That was, that, was, that was freestyle for you. No, 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 no. no. I wouldn't. I, I'll, give you, I'll give you a little bit, okay? How's that? Would that, would that work? If I yes. give you a little bit? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I get excited. I She's love, excited. She's I excited. Love uh, okay. Look. I'm on the podcast to call World Gone Geek. The physique's so sweet, I'm making one of my techniques. Yeah. I'm Mark Cooper. I'm producer. Everybody know I'm super when they think about it now being over. 
I need an Uber because I know I got the drive to stay alive for people who never had to provide what is inside, whatever I survived the game, to probably see whatever I maintained the mainframe, right? How's that? There you <laughs> go. Thank you. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, I appreciate guys, our name was just in a wrap. I'm, I'm obviously going to use that as a soundbite. Hey, you. that's well. just fine. I'll do it again. No problem. <laughs> that was amazing. We'll just give you the credits. You right? did sign the release, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we're working on that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry to put you, put you on blast like that, I'm, but I'm I had, not, I'm I not had worried. to ask. <laughs> did did I did so, I tell you about the Guinness thing? Guinness <gasps> no, tell us. I guess I didn't tell you. So um, me and a team of ten people broke a Guinness World Record of the longest freestyle with a team. It was twenty five hours. Twenty five hours. Yeah. <laughs> wait, how does that work? It's like the longest because somebody takes over and then yeah. So the way it like works relay, is yeah. um, you rap until you can't anymore, and then somebody has to take over from that. So we'll do like four hours and then you get a 20 minute break and then four hours, 20 minute break, four hours. And we did it like that. That's you have this on video. I need to watch this. Yeah. I need to when, when, did, when was this? Uh, 2018. I got to, um, I got to dig it up. Okay. And the each person thing, was, each huh? person was rapping for four hours. Well, yes and no. And I'll tell you why. Some people stopped shorter than others. Some had to go longer than others. Fair. So That's there was a situation where I actually lost my voice. In that. Wow. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, wow. So they would play a beat and we we're just rapping and all that kind of stuff. I'll make sure I tag you some of the video links and things like that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. we would definitely yeah, want to check that out. That's amazing. Notes. That is crazy. Oh, yeah. 25 hours. How did... You know, like we were talking about this with free daps and I just don't understand how when you're when you're rapping (laughs) and you just you know what you're going to say before you say it. I just don't understand that. Well, here's the thing. It's it's mostly what practice anyway. So the best way of thinking about it, this is how it can work for me. Right. If I'm going to, if I already know the line I'm going to lead with, I got to have in mind three or five words that already correspond with that at the Mm -hmm. same time. No, it makes sense. Because Mm -hmm. if that's the case, people will be like, you know what I mean? Like dog, fog, grog, grog. You know what I mean? And it just doesn't make any sense. Now you have to make it conversational. You know what I mean? Like, you'll be like, I just saw a dog in the fog and I have to bring them all. You know what I mean? It's doing that. And then once you get to that point where, you got that down pat. Now you start throwing in the metaphors and similes with those. So it's like, um, look at it like this. It's like playing, um, it's like jump rope. You know, like how you play double dutch and there's two mm-hmm. things and there's mm-hmm. people singing the song like that. That's mm-hmm. the same aspect of freestyle is where you're doing two things simultaneously at once. So not only you have to rap and do this verbally, but you also have to think of the next thing to say. Then you add in maybe three ropes when you add in a simile or something like that. Then you're thinking even harder using your pop references and and making more things relatable. Then you're bringing even more stuff as in the delivery, the speed, the breath, being able to put all those things together. Then you're putting in the nervousness of who you're in front of when you're rapping these things. And then you bring in another part of making sure that nothing messes up where you feel that you don't trip yourself up or say something over and over again, or whatever principles you have. You know what I'm saying? So there's, so there's many different <laughs> obstacles that you have to juggle with them. Once you get to practice, it just comes out of practice. Yeah, just. I can't. I can't even tie my shoes and remember the name of my children at the same oh, time. No. So you have six kids. 
my, uh, the, my, it just says I can't do that many things in my brain at the same time, but that's, that's I'm absolutely uh, just awestruck by people who do. That's why I'm such a huge fan of free daps for so long. I mean, I just, every time they do what they do, I'm just like staring like what, how did that just happen? Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, no. So I'm in, I, your talents are, are amazing and I, I'm in awe of them. Really great music. Um, but, uh, I mean, we're, st- we're kind of getting, uh, coming up on where we would normally try to wrap things up, but I, I know that you do, you just talked about, uh, re- your release date for your new album. You just to- told people that today. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. So, um, the final, I guess is quintrilogy because it's five projects. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know it sounds crazy. Like it's the fifth awful. in the trilogy. Yeah, the fifth. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So what I'm gonna do with that is it's actually gonna come out Tuesday, February twenty second, two thousand twenty two. Nice. Yeah. It's wow. Official Tuesday. That's right. Okay. It's two 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 two. Two two. And it should be five or six twos. I'm pretty sure it's five. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Two 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 <laughs> right. two two. Yeah. Yeah, All right, great. <laughs> is that significant? So, oh, sorry. Just because it's all the twos, it's the first time. I mean, that's never happened in history, or it's like not gone again, again forever. Never. Yeah. Where where the twenty second of the second month of the falls on a Tuesday in a year that ends in twos. I don't know. Yeah. It's just one of those. It's just one of those weird things that nerds. It just won't. It it won't happen for another (laughs) thousand years. That's cool, man. (laughs) Right. And then I'll think about on that release day, I'll be on stream eating tacos. And there we are. Oh, nice. Yes. Then it's the ultimate Tuesday. It all comes together. Yes. Taco (laughs) Tuesday. So tell us a little bit about that album. What can we expect? Well, um, well, uh, I should have just sent you. I should have sent you the trailer thing where it actually get, explains everything, like in in the way of what honest trailers or stream junkies would do. Oh, that's great. Okay. <laughs> it, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but um, the way it works is that if you've been watching or listening to the Player One series, it's me trapped in a video game called Nerdcore. So I have a villain named Major Label that traps all the nerds in the game of Nerdcore. So in one place in one place. Yeah. So what happens is I basically I get a Nintendo power glove, which I have. And mm-hmm. um, the journey is to return it to the Rushmore nerd core, which are the pioneers of the genre. Return what's okay. the all spark. So I combine all those things nice. together. And then the power glove, since it has numbers, I can store my favorite childhood heroes to talk to during the game. So you'll hear like the voice of Goku, maybe Vegeta, SpongeBob, Optimus Prime, uh, Zordon, like Tommy from, you know, the Green Ranger and whoever I choose to pick. Oh, I thought you were saying the Rugrats. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm no, just no. joking. <laughs> but, I do, but I can see what you would think that because I do have to cast a SpongeBob in it. So mm-hmm. uh, like that, um, Johnny Bravo's in there too, uh, Timmy's uh, dad. Johnny- um, you know, just mm-hmm. just having those aspects and it combined together. So I get to go to Gerald's Field, which is where you'll see it's the land of the lost players. Everybody has a power glove, but has a number on the top, kind of like you see stats in real life. You know, people treat other people different because of the level of status in life they're in. 
Whoops. Sorry yeah. about that. So, yeah, no, no, a you're tree good. tapper again. Yeah, <laughs> in, in Die Hard is definitely the situation. Here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm trying to remember you know, that. I just, that, was, that was my subtle hint is, are there any references to Die Hard? <laughs> <laughs> there's got, no, that's right, there's really a, good. There's a yippee Kaye in there somewhere, Jeff. I'm just kidding. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> So that's that's uh, Tuesday, the 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 literal Tuesday in uh, next year. You need to check that out. So, mm-hmm. um, where where can they find more information? Oh, it's easy. They can always go to uh, my website, itsmarkcooper.com. Says so ITS Mark Cooper. All streaming platforms, all socials, all those things. There works out really well for them. So you know, this is the mm-hmm. best way to find me. Other than that, you'll find Mark Curry. So <laughs> right. in between the yeah, two, I, I did. Or, or you're going to hang with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> Right. The wrong one. Yeah. (laughs) Not not the one you were looking for. Exactly. Right. Oh, my gosh. Um, Well, dude, it's been just amazing having you on the show and hearing all about this. Uh, I really am uh, a fan of your music. It's really, really good. And I do listen to it on the way to church. So, um, uh, or at least I did today. Um, But uh, thank you so much for spending this time with us. We really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day and, uh, sharing it with us. Well, yeah. I appreciate you guys. So thank you so much. No, it was All right. Blast. And maybe we'll talk to you again in February. We, we should get you back can, in February. Uh, find out. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. And when your album comes sure out. To make sure to send me the links for the Guinness thing, if you can. And then the, the trailer you were just talking about, because I'll put those in the show notes for the people who are listening to this now on podcasts. So um, if if the future holds up to what I just said, uh, you can look down right now and see those links in the show notes. Uh, it's weird. I just like predicted. It's like, I don't know if it doesn't I happen. See it. Are looking like in the wrong place? In the you are. You're looking. You're right. definitely looking in the wrong place. It's over here. Um, so we don't have a 90 second geek rant this week um, because uh, nobody, nobody had a rant. Left a, and nobody had a rant. So um, this is my chance to tell everybody, uh, we, we don't want to only be the people talking on this show. That's why we have guests, right? Um, but we want the fans to have uh, something to say, too. We want people who listen to the show to get their um, opinions, their reviews, their praises, whatever it is you, you're, you're passionate about right now. We want to celebrate that with you um, or commiserate with you. If it's uh, something that you, you, you don't like that's going on, like uh, cowboy bebop is already canceled. The live action. I didn't, that didn't see that. Long. Why? Uh, what happened? Yeah. Uh, who knows? You, but uh, you know what happened. Just didn't- Me? <laughs> I, do, I haven't seen it yet. So I'll, I'll let you know, I guess. Tilsa. <laughs> I'll let you know if I yeah, notice. It's it. pretty simple. Netflix just didn't see a lot of money in, in, in a second season. That's all. Yeah, I guess so. At least this season had so, sort of an ending, you know what I mean? So it's not like it didn't, not like it left us hanging hugely or anything. That's fair. Um, but anyway, maybe you have an opinion on that. Maybe you think it's good that it was canceled. Maybe you, uh, uh, I know there's people who have opinions on how Ed was portrayed. <laughs> I'd love to hear from you. So please go to speakpipe.com slash worldgungeek. Uh, you'll have 90 seconds to just let it all out, guys. Just tell us what's on your mind. Uh, we'll play it in this segment at the end of the show and uh, we'll talk about it. Um, and that, because that's the benefit of having your own podcast is you get the last word. So uh, <laughs> we will say something about oh, yeah. it. Uh, oh, yeah. No, we, but we do want to hear what you have to say. So please go to speakpipe.com slash world gone. 
geek. Um, special thanks again to Mark Cooper for being here. Um, thanks as always to my partners of crime, Utah and Aliyah. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitch. We're broadcasting live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, LinkedIn, and Twitter tonight. What's yeah. up with that? Isn't that crazy? I don't know. It's What's crazy. What's up with uh, that? But we're on all those things at World Gun Geek. Get social with us. And uh, we're growing our Patreon account. So check us out at patreon.com slash worldgungeek. And uh, that's it, man. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for coming. We're waiting. It's been awesome. <laughs> the podcast is real. Is a World Gone Geek production.